1: Welcome to Abolition Radio, the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails, inviting you to join the fight to end human trafficking. There are millions of people who
2: are
3: trapped in modern-day slavery. Take a stand to do something against this injustice. Join the fight against human trafficking. If you
4: truly love, set set the captives free.
1: Each week, Abolition Radio sheds light on the darkness of modern slavery, celebrates the work of abolitionists who are fighting for freedom, and equips the church to engage in the work of justice with hope rooted in God's Word. Our goal is to see a radio audience become an army of gospel activists. Now, here's the host of Abolition Radio, founder and executive director of Love Never Fails, Vanessa Russell.
5: Welcome to Abolition Radio, the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails. We are excited again today to have two incredible guests. Dear friends have become dear friends of mine, and I will introduce them in one second. I am Benita Hopkins with Love Never Fails, community engagement director, and I am standing in for our host. For the moment, Vanessa Russell, our founder, but she will be joining us as soon as she is able. But we have with us today Sarah Durfee durnham and Raleigh Sadler. Hey guys, how are you? Hey, hey. Good, well. good, good. Right. We haven't talked in a while, in about a month, huh?
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly.
5: <laughs> well, Sarah is the founder and director of of the Abolition Network, a program of the Emanuel Gospel Center in Boston that she started in 2011, and she has been also a founding member of the Massachusetts Coalition to End Human Trafficking, and she'll see she's coming to us today from a long way via, via the phone lines, but we're so glad that to have you on our show, Sarah. Thanks for being here.
4: Yeah, thanks so much for having
5: me. Not a problem, not a problem. I see here that you also um, were a founding board member and is now on the Strategic Advisory Board of the AMIRA. Is that right, AMIRA? Yeah, or AMIRA. AMIRA, okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And tell us more about AMIRA. It's a safe house there in the Boston area, correct?
4: Yes, yeah, it's a safe house, a longer-term transitional recovery program for women coming out of uh, sex trafficking and sexual exploitation. And uh, there's eight beds and really um, intentional about being a whole person uh, program. So care of not just recovering from trafficking but the addictions or whatever, mental health, emotional, spiritual um, well-being as well. And there's um a huge network of you know various service providers that are connected to this house because of course it's you know not done in isolation
5: right right
4: but it was great to be a part of the the yeah the founding board and and seeing it uh really flourish now it's been open for about 3 years
5: great from the ground up huh you you have yeah. been there that is great and we do know and we'll talk more about that all those uh very needed and necessary services that come along with, you know, all of those risk factors and things of that nature. So, Raleigh, mm-hmm. you have served as the Christian ministry, or I should say served in Christian ministry for the last 15 years, and you're the founder and executive director of Let My People Go, right, in New York City, correct?
3: Absolutely.
5: That is super, super cool. And you guys there, um, you have a passion to see the local church fight global injustices like human trafficking by loving those most vulnerable. Wow. Sounds like love never fails. But tell us more about Let My People Go.
3: So Let My People Go really was birthed out of my own experience with being called to fight human trafficking. Okay, Um, I'll never forget hearing about the issue, and then hearing that each of us create a demand Mm. for human trafficking Mm. by just the footprint that we leave, whether it's the entertainment we consume, the food we consume, the clothes we buy, we are telling, we're sending a call out saying, this is what we need. We want to buy all of these things at the cheapest cost, and we're sending out a message that says, we're okay with other people paying the highest price as long as we don't have to. And... I just remember, I remember kind of hearing about human trafficking, hearing how we all create demand, realizing that I'm part of it. And I remember repenting, just kind of saying, God, I, I, am, I didn't know this. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. And then right after that, I realized, that right after that, I found myself arguing with myself, like, I'm supposed to fight human trafficking And I'm like, but but how am I going to do that? I wear cardigans. I'm not going to kick down the door of a brothel. It's just not how it's done, I thought, you know? So what do I do? Come to find out, um, God can use people like me and like anyone else who's Mm -hmm. already in a vocation Mm -hmm. to ultimately bring freedom through who they are. And so Let My People Go was born because ultimately... I feel a calling to the local church. I always have. I've been a pastor, so I've been in multiple different roles in the local church. Okay. And I just started seeing that churches didn't really know how to engage human trafficking. And as I was really wrestling with kind of what the scriptures say about who the church is to love, and it's always the vulnerable population, right. the Old Testament, the widow, the orphan, the sojourner, and the New Testament, the least of these, I'm just... Realizing, wow, what would it look like if the church went after the same people that traffickers target? What Mm -hmm. would it look like if we went after those vulnerable populations? And in doing so, we're not merely doing prevention or awareness, but when you love a vulnerable person, you're caring for someone who could be, is, or has been trafficked, because Mm -hmm. traffickers are looking to this population to ultimately supply the demand that we, as broken people, have created. And so, ultimately, we're calling churches to be a place that can address vulnerability from a congregational standpoint, as well as a collaborative standpoint, where they're partnering with the stakeholders in the community and not reinventing the wheel. But we want this church to be part of a continuum of care to where they're able to offer spiritual and physical help in a way that only they can and kind of join what God's already doing in the community through other organizations. Okay. That's that's basically the warp and woof of what we're about.
5: Okay. So, you know, you, wow, that was a whole plate full and dinner right there in that (laughs) one statement. We're going to dissect the dinner a little bit and, and come back to some of those very key things that you were speaking of, because we, that's what this is all about. Getting people engaged In the fight against trafficking right where they are doing what comes natural to them, not, you know, having to step out of the box too much. You know, yes, we do have to step out of the box and and step out of the boat even and walk on faith most times, but Mm. we can use what we have in our hands to fight this issue. So I'm going to put a challenge out on this show for our listening audience. And that challenge is we would love to hear from you Um, on our Facebook page. If you would at Abolition Radio on Facebook, if you would tell us what are some of the things that you are doing in your communities, um, in your faith communities, just as in general, what are you what do you have in your hand? that you are using to fight this issue of trafficking. And we will talk about that more. You can find us and ask us questions and get involved with Love Never Fails at loveneverfailsus.com on the web or give us a call at 844-249-2698. We would love to have you join in the fight against trafficking and volunteer Or check out some of the things that we do so you can get involved with us. We would love to hear from you. Sarah and Raleigh, we are going to take a break, and we'll be right back with another segment of Abolition Radio, the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails.
1: We'll be back with more Abolition Radio right after these messages. Welcome back to Abolition Radio where you are invited to join the fight against human trafficking.
5: Welcome back to Abolition Radio, the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails. I'm Benita Hopkins, and we have with us today Sarah Dunham. (laughs) Ha-ha, I did it right that time. And Raleigh Sadler. And thank you guys so much for joining us. Sarah from Massachusetts and Raleigh from New York. And Sarah, I want to... um, ask you you have been you and your new husband have been on a on a new journey here of late outside you know marriage we know is a journey but a different Mm -hmm. journey personal journey with ministry really can you tell us about that
4: yeah yeah so um in july my husband and i packed up our stuff and put some stuff in my parents basement and uh packed up our van and got it ready to live out of, Um, and we're traveling around the country, really around North America, visiting different um, farms and sustainable communities, and really with an eye to find uh, programs uh, or communities that are places of healing and recovery for people that are coming out of trauma, coming out of addiction. Um, but with that element of farming and growing food and caring for the earth as well. And um, we, you know, kind of is was a long journey getting to that point that we, you know, packed up and moved out of Boston. Um, but really excited to see that there are some neat programs out there and, you know, realizing drugs, addiction is a huge issue all over the country and the exploitation and the trauma that we're seeing and the the vulnerability that Raleigh was talking about earlier. um, And what's really been on our hearts is helping create a place of family, a place of community Mm. for people who are just falling through the cracks and find themselves isolated. Um, So, yeah, so we're on this journey kind of seeing what's out there and mm-hmm. learning a lot about growing food sustainably, and then we're going to sort of be praying about where God's going to call us to join in or if we're going to be starting a new thing mm-hmm. at some point, mm-hmm. um, but hopefully it will continue to be a place of of healing and recovery, maybe that sort of spectrum of prevention, aftercare, um, not really sure what all that's going to do with it, but um, we, we also really want it to be a place of hospitality for people who are in ministry to come and get away from the, the craziness and, and just have some time of retreat, some time of rest, um, because burnout is a real thing, right? I mean, and, right. and the, the rhythms can get really out of whack so quickly, um, when there's just always need, need, need. Right. And, uh, so to get away to get some time to to kind of rest to to recenter um is something that i've really wanted to help create um so yeah so we're excited it's it's been quite a journey
5: can you briefly take us through like a day in some Mm. of your travels like for instance tell us some of the places where you landed and have landed so far
4: yeah. So, uh, so qu- quick number overview. We've been we've driven through 25 states wow. and three provinces in a little over four months. <laughs> wow. Um, we visited 17 different farms. Wow. Uh, as well as nine national parks, uh, which have been so beautiful. Um, I bet. And with the farms, they vary from like a large community eco village with multiple. You know, structures and families living together to like just a homestead where it's mm-hmm. one family and their land. Um, but generally, we've been able to be there a few days and help out with planting or weeding or mm-hmm. uh, harvesting um, and getting you know getting in the dirt and rolling up <laughs> first leaves and right. um, helping make some. We we stayed up late and helped make some raspberry preserves, uh, with or plum and raspberry preserves something like that, which were tasty. Wow. Um, so getting yeah, plugged in right
5: where what with what's needed at the to, at the right. moment, right?
4: Yeah, right. And as we're working on you know, maybe picking tomatoes or planting mm. some some lettuce, we're having conversations with people just about life and about community and kind of where what brought them to this place or what are they hoping to do and um, really it's just been really some neat conversations and meeting some really interesting people Um, and as we've traveled all over the region I think one of the commonalities has been uh, drug addiction Mm. uh, just really the spike of, you know, how many overdoses and Mm. that's just kind of been this common thing. And then um, there's also a common sense of we need to do something, change needs to happen. And, you know, that people are choosing to try to figure out how to care for each other and how to care for this world that is really so interconnected and, you know not a bottomless pit of resources, but we have to right we have to learn how to live on this planet without exploiting it um, and so yeah so we've we've had some really interesting conversations with people um, and just Seen some, some beautiful things and some hard things as well. Um, I bet all the wildfires and yes, the craziness that you guys experienced. You yes, got to see a little bit of that and yeah. Wow, it sounds
5: like one big um, domestic missions trip. It really oh. it really yeah. sounds missional in the way you guys did it.
4: Yeah, yeah, it is. It's I, we see it kind of like as a research trip, as a mission trip, mm-hmm. as you know, as just this this time to learn. Like we crossed the border into Canada and back a few times, and they, you know, they always ask, "Oh, what do you do for work?" And since we're sort of in between jobs, we mm-hmm. decided to say we're we're researching sustainable agriculture. <laughs> oh, which is and, true. Yeah, you know, yeah, it works, Yeah, yeah, and um, but I think. You know, one of the big, big themes that I've encountered with, with folks that are struggling with addiction is a sense of, of hopelessness or purposelessness. Um, you know, lack of like, what are we doing? What are we about? Why are we here? Um, drugs are numbing something, right? It's not just. Right. It's for the heck of it. It's, it's a
5: coping it's mechanism. Something. Right.
4: Yeah. And, and so. This place of, of farm community, but the actual act of helping grow food for the community, um, plugging in whatever different ability you have or lack of education or higher education, you know there's like a place for you to plug in um, and and a, and time and space to to process right. Yeah. Hard stuff, right? Um, so yeah, so it's it's been definitely yeah a lot of a lot of uh, learning. I bet, and, yeah. I
5: bet. So Raleigh, um, Sarah has mentioned a vulnerability the, the drug addicted. Um, I I know the answer to this, but I'll ask you: Do you find that vulnerability a lot in some of the work that you do?
3: Absolutely. Because ultimately you're going to find people who, I mean, I think a a good way to think about it is to think if you want to find those who are victimized through injustices like human trafficking, you just really need to start by looking behind your assumptions, because Mm -hmm. oftentimes we label people perpetrators Mm -hmm. without really hearing their story, and that happens with those who um, are addicts of Different drugs or alcohol, or those who are just in um, cyclical situations where they mm. can't seem to break free from that addiction. Right. You'll you'll find someone who finds that as a vulnerability and exploits them, and oftentimes they traffickers will ply those they're trafficking with drugs to keep them complacent, right? To keep them compliant, rather. Yes, a coping mechanism. Doing the yeah. work. Yeah. Yes.
5: Wow. So if you're in our listening audience and you have um, heard of or have never heard of sustainable um, farms or you have that interest, let us know on Facebook. We'll connect you with Sarah and um, she might be able to help you to uh, maybe get involved with one in your local area. And we'll be right back with more from Sarah and Raleigh, and check us out on the website, loveneverfails.com, or give us a call at 844-249-2698, and we'll be right back.
1: We'll be back with more Abolition Radio, right after these messages from our sponsors. Welcome back to Abolition Radio, where you are invited to join the fight against human trafficking.
2: And welcome back to Abolition Radio, the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails. I'm here! (laughs) She's in the room! I made it! You know, this is what happens in in, uh, Northern California when rain comes down. Yes. None of us know how to behave. So I do apologize for not being uh, in the first couple segments, but I understand you covered a lot of ground with Sarah and Raleigh. Yes, we have. And Sarah was just, on the last segment, just
5: telling us about her journeys um, across the country at sustainable farms and the things that she's been doing there. And what she did not mention, though, was we hooked up on one of those trips, the three of us, Uh in Detroit Mm -hmm. not too long ago for the National uh, CCDA, Christian Community Development Association Conference. Mm -hmm. And we did did a workshop on uh, human trafficking and the role of the local church. Wow. And so... Can you guys share a little bit
4: of what we shared there? Yeah. Um, well, the idea came together, you know, several months back, and um, just how important it is for for folks to realize, like we've been talking about today already, but folks to realize that we are engaging with the systems of human trafficking all the time. It's not just like this extreme thing of, you know, a a few people are called to engage with trafficking. Mm. It's like, no, all of us are touching these systems, and all of our churches are touching these systems. And so that was something that had been on my heart with the the Christian Community Development Association, CCDA, um, to help communicate that so that people could see you know, the way that the work they were doing with CCD was engaging in this work of fighting human trafficking. Um, and so I was really excited to connect with Benita and with Raleigh and see if the three of us could come from three different places around the country and come together to share, and it was awesome that it worked out. Um, and, yeah, so, Raleigh, do you want to share a little bit what you shared there?
3: I was really excited to engage this at CCDA because ultimately the, the actual um, theme of the conference was on resilience. And you and I, you, all of us know when you're engaging vulnerability, it's really easy to want to give up, to give in, to just, because you're spending all this time giving out. You see what I did there? That was awesome. Give up, give in, and give out. Right. <laughs>
2: That's like a T-shirt or something.
3: Right? I'm bumper stickers for everybody. Yes. I think at the end of the day, we're so used to pouring ourselves out that sometimes we burn out. And I've seen so many churches who are like, guys, we want to do this. But I had a guy tell me not too long ago, he was just like, man, I heard you talking on human trafficking. And I'm like, oh, great. Another thing to add to my plate. and <laughs> What we got to do at CCDA was tell people that it doesn't have to be a brand new program. There's mm-hmm. a way to yes. fight human trafficking by loving the vulnerable person that's directly in front of in you. In your And midst. to do that yes. in a way that's strategic.
5: That's right. <laughs> and that's what you guys do at Let My People Go Well with mm-hmm. with working with churches. Tell, tell us more about that.
3: Someone once asked. Mother Teresa, how did you impact global poverty? And her response was, "You you start with the thing that's in front of you. Don't worry mm. about numbers. You start with the thing that's in front of you." And if if you
2: we're just in here shaking our heads doing the, uh huh, uh huh. We doing that right now, sounding like old ladies. Well, yes, I'm serious. you start with the thing that's in front of you. The thing that's in your hand. We were talking right. about that earlier. And and love it, Yes, by the way. Mm-hmm.
5: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, Raleigh, keep going. We, we hijacked <laughs> you. Sorry.
3: If we were honest, we'd have to admit that sometimes in our churches, we like to outsource the love of neighbor. Mm-hmm. We like mm-hmm. to do mm-hmm. it somebody else mm-hmm. rather than do it ourselves. And I've found, even in my own life, and I, I tell this to churches almost like as a confession, I say, guys, I know that I... Have chosen my neighbor over my actual neighbor. I've chosen the people mm-hmm. that their messes may look a little bit more like mm-hmm. mine. They're not too messy, but it's like the point of our presentation was, regardless of where our church is, we should be loving those who traffickers would target in our community Mm. even if they're messy Mm. we're messy so that's Mm. just a whole bunch of messy people to go around i think at the end of the day god only works with messy people because that's all there is (laughs) Mm.
2: (laughs) yeah and if anybody thinks they're not messy Mm. just let us know you know, we'll send you a, a a box of chocolates, a T-shirt for it, and all that good stuff. And um, a couple of scriptures on coming to t- truth and <laughs> the truth being yeah. it will set you free a little bit, right? Because, boy, we're all messy. Yes. You know, if you want a right. perfect church, the first thing you got to do is leave it. Mm. Right?
3: Uh-huh. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Don't right. stay because you'll mess
4: it up. Right. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Great. Yeah. And I, I think something we talked about was how there's this systems, uh I, I have this like little systems diagram that I like to draw up <laughs> and so you guys can uh if you want a copy of it message on Facebook, right? Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Um, that's right. There's there's the system that we we think of the victim right away as somebody who's vulnerable. But like Raleigh actually mentioned a minute ago, the demand for trafficking comes from a story as well, right? Yeah. And there's there's vulnerability and there's hurt and there's abuse, there's systemic greed mm-hmm. <laughs> that's going on and addictions uh, in the story of buying sex but also buying uh, goods yeah. that are made with slave labor, mm-hmm. Um and so we talked a little bit about that and how we're connected into that um, and how as churches we have to address, we really need to be talking about sexuality and, and we we have to be talking about the negative and having safe spaces to talk about the real issue of pornography that a lot of us struggle with. It's not just mm-hmm. out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but also talk about what's healthy and right and good in sexuality and sex. And not, you know, it's not just about all the bad. Um and we have to also be recognizing that there's vulnerability and and a messy story behind the perpetrators and the exploiters mm-hmm. the traffickers yeah. oh, as yeah. well. And as a church, like that's what's so amazing about God is God is not uh too small to rescue hmm. the abuser and the the trafficker, right. right? I mean, that's am right. I so amazing. And so, are we living that out as the church? Are we right. a place right. that, in a safe way, you know, we're not like going out to like, okay, everybody who's a pimp, come on in, and you know, it, like we need to be wise with how we address and how we work with and deal with those who are really, you know, quite dangerous. Right. Um until, you know, they get God gets a hold of their hearts. But if we're not going and if we're not uh willing to be in a place that we're helping share God's love, uh and truth with those who are in those positions and those places of real oppression and darkness, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. they're wrapped up in this yeah. in this uh dark chain of, of being the exploiter, um, yeah, then, you know, it's, we're not, we're not really going to see much change if we're not willing to go and be, be light in those dark places as well. That's um, right. So those are, that's some of what we talked about as well. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I think, you know, what it comes down to is uh, our, is our heart in the right position? Mm-hmm. It's really about mm-hmm. a, the position of the heart. Mm-hmm. Um, when you look upon somebody who's a perpetrator of a crime, like the other day I uh, I saw this kid. Let, let's just say this is a, a, kind of a benign scenario, but I was on, looking on Facebook and there was this mm-hmm. young lady. She was probably like 10. She was talking to her mom very disrespectfully on, uh, you know, in an interview. And then she slapped her mom. And she yelled at her mom and told her to shut up. Oh, my goodness. And my first reaction was, beat her. You know, I mean, oh. I was like, oh, my gosh, I cannot believe this little girl just did that. Mm-hmm. And then I had to sort of check myself as I was getting ready to type something like, oh, no, you know, you know, like, I, I mean, literally, I started thinking six feet under, dig the grave now. You know, I was, I was like really having a mama yeah. reaction. And then I realized, how did she get here to the point where she felt it was okay to slap her mom Mm. and tell her mom, shut up? Mm. That had to be nine years Mm. of boundaries not being set, of mom not letting her know that this was not appropriate behavior. And um, not to blame mom, because mom has her own reasons why she didn't defend herself or why she didn't maybe know how to parent her her daughter. So when we come mm-hmm. at it from an empathetic, compassionate place, we begin to see people, I think, with the eyes that the Lord would have us to look upon people. Mm-hmm. The full mm-hmm. circle. The full All circle. around. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Instead of villainizing, and I think I've, I think as a culture we've become so accustomed to looking for something to laugh at, mm. something to criticize, something to put down, someone to villainize. It feels yeah. good to the flesh to have that in mm. our hand. Oh, he's this and he's that. He can't do this and he can't do that. He's evil. Cast him away. Kill him. Right. You know, or her. But. Mm. It, it, what is you know what what does it produce mm. what's the final right. outcome mm. Right. So we're going to take a break. We're going to come right back. i um, so glad you guys are on the show. Oh, by the way, if you're listening and you uh, want to get more involved with what we're doing here with Abolition Radio, you can jump on our uh, Facebook page, which is Abolition Radio. You can um, like our page. Uh, you can also learn more about Love Never Fails on Love dot com. There's a variety of other ways, which I will share with you when we come back. Thanks for listening to Abolition Radio.
1: We'll be back with more Abolition Radio right after these messages. Welcome back to Abolition Radio, where you are invited to join the fight against human trafficking.
2: And welcome back to Abolition Radio, the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails. In case you would like to give us a call, maybe you'd like prayer um, or you'd like to ask a question. We actually had a pastor call us last or email me last week asking for bracelets for street outreach. Oh, great. So that was kind of exciting. Um, uh, Please do reach out to us. We're at 844-249-2698. We are in studio today with Raleigh Sadler uh, who has been serving for the last 15 years uh, the executive director of let my people go in New York City. Yay. Um, I was just there a couple weeks ago. So, so awesome. Actually, there were some funny things I could share with you, maybe on another show. Anyway, <laughs> uh, and then Sarah Dunham, who's the founder and, dir- and director of Abolitionist uh, Network, um, which is a program of the Emanuel Gospel Center in Boston. Boston! Um, yeah. <laughs> and so we've got the East Coast in the house today. Yeah. And, and I'm from Pennsylvania reading so you know and 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 Benita you kind of you know you right in there I'm from Virginia east There's coast the, can't get any further oh, east oh, than, oh, than east virginia coast beach show. virginia that's okay. right yes okay so um we are kind of talking about how we can be the hands and feet how we can have our hearts in the right position the mm. system if you will mm. of really the system of Christ the system yes. of love the system mm-hmm. Of, of really um, fighting for justice, uh, being the hands and feet that allow people to uh, live victoriously in, in freedom and in love. And um, one of the things that I wanted to go back to, you talked about it in the last segment, um, Sarah, was you said there are different forms of exploitation. At least I'm paraphrasing. It seemed like what you said was, there are lots of ways in which exploitation presents itself in our daily life. Um, and, uh, you know, I could... I could expound upon that in terms of some things that have been coming to my mind as of late. But I'd like to get your perspective Um, when you say that. Right. So people, you know, exploitation first, they didn't know what it was. They mean, oh, you mean prostitution? No, I mean, exploitation. Mm -hmm. And we're not talking about a crime. We're talking about someone being victimized in this situation, um, being forced Mm -hmm. to work for little or no pay in a in Mm -hmm. a job that is not of their choosing, which is a crime. Right. Yeah. Uh, yes, a crime against them. Right. And, and, and so these are the scenarios. Um, but how do those manifest in our daily lives? How might we become in contact with that?
4: Mm. Yeah. Well, I'd love to share a little, and I know Raleigh has a lot um, to say on that as well. I, I, We come in contact with it when we engage with people who, are um, being taken advantage of in various ways. Um, And that happens, you know, in our our service industries and restaurants and hotel staff and various factories, uh, shipping industries. Um, People that are behind the scenes, you don't really see who might be washing the dishes at a restaurant. Um, Often there's forms of exploitation that are taking place, Um, not the sex trafficking that we hear a lot about, but the the labor exploitation and um, situations of debt bondage that people get in. So they're they're working this job, and they're, they're being paid, technically, but the employer's taking out more money than they're making every week for these debts that they're Saying, "Oh, you owe me this for this uniform, or you owe me that," or you know. So we might be sitting there in this nice restaurant, thinking nothing's wrong, um, but people are being exploited, like hidden in plain sight as the campaign, the ad campaign, Mm -hmm. um, the Department of Health and Human Services has been putting out. um, But also, labor trafficking is going into the things that we are eating or wearing. Um, and I'm sure people are familiar with the factories in Bangladesh or um, other other places around the world where factories are collapsing or people are, mm-hmm. you know, really under these terrible situations and um, child labor is going into picking cocoa or coffee. You know, there's just so many things and it can feel really overwhelming, um, but... It's important that we don't just turn a blind eye to people who are really, um, like Raleigh said at the beginning of the show. I think paying the highest price so that we mm-hmm. can have cheap goods, right? Just, just like whoa, like we've come to this place in this global economy where um, we've we've kind of just come become accustomed to really cheap things. But somebody's paying that price, right? Um, so those are a couple places where we touch it, and where churches can make a difference in just little things like, you know, the coffee that you're using for coffee hour. Maybe do some research and find a local fair trade dis- distributor for coffee, and right. get to know the farmers that are making that coffee. You know, kind of connect the the worlds a little bit, um, or tea or sugar. Um, and you know, there's there's lots of other pieces of things that churches are doing to try to kind of be more aware of how we, as consumers, even with our churches, you know, can be better engaged with um, with this global economy in a way that's not furthering the exploitation. So, yeah, those are a couple things.
2: Yeah, um, Raleigh. Do you wanna wanna jump in on this? Uh, I have some other, you know, p- questions to ask as it relates, but I'd love to get your perspective as well.
3: Well, yeah. Kind of piggybacking on what Sarah just said, it's funny because a few minutes ago we said the phrase "the hands and feet of Jesus," and I feel like we use this phrase a lot, but. I don't think we can be the hands of Peter Jesus unless we're his eyes and ears, because we're not going to love someone if we don't know they exist, and I find it very interesting that you can go into every industry that is present in, let's just say the United States, whether it's hospitality industry, the service industry, the entertainment industry, the adult entertainment industry, and you will find different types of exploitation, whether that be commercial sexual exploitation or labor exploitation. but. I mean, I I get that question, and I know you all do, too. Are people just trafficked for sex? And I I generally, gently try to show them that, yes, this happens, but people can also be trafficked to clean your hotel room, Mm -hmm. to bus your table at the restaurant, to cook your food, to pick your food, to watch your children while you're at work. I've talked to people who are trafficked in each one of these ways, right? And they're all traumatized, and they're all trying to work through it and find their place and their purpose in the world post-exploitation. And and I let, say basically human—huh? No, no, I
2: was going to say, and, 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 and let me just say, uh, you know, s- s- lately I've been thinking about how trafficking can even occur when you're paid millions of dollars, uh, and mm-hmm. let me explain in that it, for me— Trafficking and exploitation is a condition. It's a matter of the way that we think about a person. Mm -hmm. Like when I look at an athlete, if I do not see them as a person with feelings and a family Mm -hmm. and a purpose Mm -hmm. outside of this thing that they do, which is play baseball or basketball, am I not objectifying them? Mm -hmm. And is Mm -hmm. it not easy for me to then not care about how they are doing as a human being as long as they entertain me on the court hmm. and even okay. though they're paid millions which I don't think you could say if you were uh, you know labor trafficked let's say you know but, but sometimes you hear that from sex trafficking uh, victims that they're getting paid a lot of money some of them and, mm-hmm. and, and we might say well is it enough and I, dare I ask the question, is it enough for an athlete to basically sell their soul, right? And be treated mm. in an inhumane way or, or, or just, you know, we love you one day and we throw you out the window the other day what, uh, based on whether you're winning or losing or you're, you're hurt or you're, you're well, right? And, 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 and I would challenge you that there are those kinds of mindsets in corporate America. Mm-hmm. There's those mindsets even in the classroom, Where we only value the students that are excelling, uh, you know, and so it's it's it has to do with like, do we truly value humanity Mm. and people right right where they are? Mm. Um, We're going to have to take a break. When we come back, we'll talk some more about this. We'll also talk about events that are going on in the community. Thank you so much. I'm sorry. This is so good. But we'll be right back. And thank you for listening to Abolition Radio.
1: We'll be back with more Abolition Radio right after these messages from our sponsors. Welcome back to Abolition Radio, where you are invited to join the fight against human trafficking.
2: Welcome back to Abolition Radio, the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails. Bonita. Yes, we have some events. We,
5: tonight, please come out if you're interested in street outreach. And if you're a first-time person, please come out tonight. Tonight, we will be walking Oakland and Central Valley and... Show up at 577 Manor Boulevard at Faith Fellowship Church if it's your first time for training. And if you're a returning person, come at 8. First time for training is at 7. Come at 8 for prayer, and we will hit the streets after then. Um, On the 27th of January, um, we will be having a Freedom Sunday, another Freedom Sunday in Oakland. Stay tuned for more information on that. And we're launching our IT business academy on the 19th of January. We're really excited woo, woo, woo. about that. Check out Double Portion, our our store that supports our ladies from the house at 22580 Grand Street in Hayward. Our Career Closet will be also launching next month at Double Portion at our store. And I want to say happy Thanksgiving to all of happy those who are listening today.
2: Yay! All right. And then I know that Sarah and uh, Raleigh, you guys have websites you'd like to plug just so people can get back in touch with you.
4: Yeah, sure. For the Abolitionist Network, uh, the website is egc.org backslash human-trafficking. Awesome. So that will bring up the website with some more resources.
2: Great. And people can reach out to you about the systems uh, diagram and kind of the ideology or the methodology around that as well, correct? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And Raleigh, how can we get in touch with you with Let My People Go?
3: Yes, the best way to find us is to go to our website lmpgnetwork.org like Let My People Go but lmpgnetwork.org and you can really learn about all that we do and see some of the stories of churches that were impacted Yeah. as they love those most vulnerable.
5: And may I just add, if you are a church who wants to do something like this, we, let us know on our Facebook page, and we will connect you also
2: with Raleigh. Absolutely. And if you want to host a Freedom Sunday, uh, invite us out. Uh, We come out. We bring survivors with us to tell a a little bit of their testimony. We have uh, our free-to-worship dance team join us, and then we share a word, or we do an education for your congregation, depending on what you want. Uh, It's a great uh, opportunity to make your congregation aware of how they can get involved. It's the first step. So do reach out to us. Uh, You can reach me at Vanessa at us.com. Again, our website is loveneverfailsus.com and also do please keep in prayer uh, we have a missing 14 year old we've been looking for her uh, and for about well it's, it's, she's been missing for seven weeks we've been looking for about three of those and um, so please keep her in prayer uh, if you want to know more about uh, her maybe uh, circulate her flyer uh, join us in uh, maybe a physical location for prayer she's from Pacifica but we're praying throughout the Bay Area you can reach us at prayer at Never never fails us.com. And uh, also on our Facebook page, there's more information with her flyer posted. That's love. Never fails us Inc. So thank you so much for listening to abolition radio. And we always want to end our show by making sure that you know that you are loved.
1: Thanks for joining us this week on abolition radio. We trust that you've been inspired by these stories of hope and survival, and that you'll accept our challenge to get involved by contacting us at abolition radio.org. And, by liking and sharing our page on Facebook, Facebook slash Abolition Radio, or by making a contribution directly to Love Never Fails. Abolition Radio is the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails, which is a donor supported, nonprofit ministry that Vanessa founded as a way of directly impacting the lives of young people who are trapped in or at risk of becoming involved in sex trafficking. This broadcast needs your involvement and support. To find out more, simply go to abolitionradio.org and click on Love Never Fails. Today's program was brought to you in part by Case Industries and with major support from the staff and membership and donors at Faith Fellowship Church. On behalf of Vanessa, Benita, and the whole team at Love Never Fails, thanks for listening, and thanks even more for taking action to help set captives
4: free.